This story is called Once Upon a John, a tragic comedy by Aaron Steinmetz. Once upon a time. That's how these stories are supposed to start, right? It's never once upon a day or hour. Never once upon a person, place, or thing. No, it's always once upon a time. And what time is it? No one knows. Just a time, any time. A future, past, or present. Once upon a something, there was someone. And who was this someone? Or who is this someone? Who will he be? Or she? Or it? If we don't know when this story is set, why should we know who it will be based on? Who or what? I suppose that's as good a place to start as any. It's a who. Who will be, oh, John. Once upon a John, there was an aggressive malady, a morose intent as to deprive this poor fellow of any motivation whatsoever. He lay in bed, time ticking away the moments of his life as they slowly, meticulously fled, like the fantasies of his childhood, growing constantly, unwearably smaller in the rearview mirror of his life. The sun shone anew through the window of his bedroom. The hustle and bustle of the peasants serving their king told him to arise from his bed. Also, his cell phone rang. Cursed contraption forced upon him by the wizards of Best Buy. He answered his phone and demanded to know what horrid man betrayed his respite and would force him to face the day. It was the manager at Wendy's. Jean was being called in to work. Ruinous fortune that should force this man from his slumber for such greasy reason. John was enraged. A cruel anger he forced down as through clenched teeth he told Cody he'd be at work in 20 minutes. No need to shower off the odor of yesterday's french fries to make room for today's smell of french fries. John would allow the aromas to combine and form some super stink he'd carry to bed the following evening as he called to the heavens for the sweet release of death. Also, he had heartburn. Really should cut back on the grease, John. Employee discount be damned. That's when she found John. That's when she's supposed to find John, isn't it? When he's at his lowest? Two days smell of french fry oil coating his skin like sunscreen? Not when he's freshly showered and cleanly shaven in his Sunday best, standing on the street corner and holding the arm of an elderly matron staring at him lovingly as he assists her crossing. Not when he's carrying the soot-black dog with singed fur he's rescued from a burning building. Not when his bills are paid off and his job is secure and he owns his own home and his car and his credit cards are paid off. No! She's ducking behind a wall when John's ready to meet her, but when he's seated in an empty Wendy's lobby noisily masticating a caustic cheeseburger with multiple patties, the lingering aroma of grease and despair floating around him like a meddlesome miasma. Yeah, that's when she steps up to him. When he has a large fry and an even larger soda with a thousand-yard stare as he's trying to decide between the bullet and the blade, that's when she steps up to him and asks him if they're still open. John didn't respond. At least, not right away. And can you blame him? He didn't hear her. Not that she should know to speak up over the demons shouting in John's ear. She couldn't see them. Neither could John. But to her credit, she did repeat herself and when his thousand-yard stare found her eyes, John realized she was speaking to him 
and asking if the restaurant was still open. And when his eyes landed on hers, his heart skipped a beat. He even stopped chewing his food long enough to realize even his demons had stopped talking. Even the bit of mayonnaise on his chin was stunned to see such beauty in a place of such hopeless and ruinous malaise. John wanted to take her by the arm and escort her out, remove her from the place lest its gloom penetrate the untouched frailty of her frame and dissolve her like a snowflake in sunlight. But John liked getting paid, so he wiped his chin and nodded with a smile. She thanked him and returned to her friends. This group of college-aged kids could have been pulled from a modern yet stylishly antiquated black-and-white fashion magazine. They hugged each other and laughed at unknown comedy. John stared at them from across the increasingly distant restaurant and heard them speak, but couldn't tell what they were saying. In some alternate universe, John might be standing with them, smelling of cologne, clean-shaven with his arm around any one of them. In that other world, words wouldn't betray him when he needed them most. He'd have something to say that these folks would remember. That's not too much to desire in a fantasy such as this once upon a time. Pulled from this otherworldly fugue state, he heard one of them say, Let's get out of here. This place reeks. John, smelling his shirt, agreed. As he watched them leave, the beautiful one, the last among them, who didn't look back, John returned to his fries and became what he ate. This story was brought to you by Aaron Steinmetz for Start Somewhere, because everyone has to. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Start Somewhere. Expect the next episode at your own risk. For more information on Aaron Steinmetz and Start Somewhere, head over to AaronSteinmetz.com. If you can't spell it, Google it. You can also check out Start Somewhere at StartSomewhere.net. That's StartSomewhere.net. I didn't get it in time for the comm. <laughs>